dedicated to the BNT family. This podcast covers stories from BNT and Bevel High School. We are Bevel New Tech. Hi everyone, my name is Richard and this is Mohammed and today we're here to talk to you guys about Thor Ragnarok. We're going to give you our personal review and critiques on the movie and what we think they should have done different. Sup, Mohammed here. Let's get started. Thor Ragnarok, unlike the previous Thor movies, is very fun and full of color. It took a more comedic approach, unlike the last two movies. Just looking at the title art, you can see it. The name Thor in most title art features a dark metal Thor font, but in Ragnarok everything is in 90s retro font, just to mirror out the differences that it looked like compared to the other two Thor movies. So Mohammed, my opinion on this Thor movie is that it's the best out of the previous two. It's probably the best, like, by far that they're going to get. I don't know if they can improve upon it in any way in the future. Mm-hmm. I think they will, though. But So this uh, movie uh, was supremely... Uh, I mean, the previous two movies had supremely underwhelming, like, action scenes and stuff, like, with villains and stuff like that. Yeah. But with Thor Ragnarok, I felt like the villains were, like, more uh, character-driven. They gave a lot of background on Hela, which mm-hmm. they did it with the previous uh, movie villains in the previous movies. Like in Thor 1 and Thor 2, they didn't really have like a main villain or somebody that you was a, that big of a match for Thor. But in Thor Ragnarok, you could tell that Hela was a really like towering foe for Thor to conquer and stuff. So uh, I believe that Thor Ragnarok had like an extremely different feel to it than the previous two movies like like as you said the it was more bright and more comedic than the previous two mm-hmm. they had a lot more character development and uh, they actually developed the characters they already had like Thor and Hulk they added the Hulk's speech too you didn't really see him talk in the pre in the like Avengers movies and stuff you didn't really see him talk that much but in this movie he talked a whole lot I thought at first that that was going to be a bad thing, but in the end it turned out pretty good. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, the reason why they made Hulk talk, and like, because apparently, literally, the, he only said, like, four things in the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe before Thor Ragnarok. You mean, like, yeah. Hulk smash or puny god? Okay, so my opinion is also on the po- positive side. What originally bugged me in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like how the Thor was portrayed like as a mindless pseudo villain. Yeah. Like they didn't, they, like they didn't really give him a choice. Like either he was contained or it was just Bruce Banner on the scene. Like when Hulk was portrayed, he might defeat the enemies, but then he might start going out of control, and that made characters like Iron Man bust out the. You know, the Iron Buster, I mean, the Thor Buster suit. Hulkbuster. Yeah, Hulkbuster thing. Uh, and also, like, Black Widow to do the, you know, 
So do, you, so do you think that them making giving Hulk more dialogue that actually showed Bruce Banner's control over the Hulk or Hulk's control over Bruce Banner? More like it's actually sh- it's, it didn't really show either. It actually showed Hulk growing as a character, as its own being. Yeah, like as its own being, separate from Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to give him like the same thing that they gave to his current comic counterpart Uh, like he has the ability to choose a side and the ability to think for himself like and even the explanation seemed pretty sense like Hulk had been in this transformation for like two to for like about two to four years meaning that he gained the intellect about a two or four year old yeah didn't they get some of the plot from uh, Thor Ragnarok from uh, yeah. one of the comics? Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk, yeah. Yeah, they got it from Planet Hulk. And in Planet Hulk, it begins with like Hulk being sent to another planet because he was deemed a threat to Earth. Mm-hmm. And him growing on that planet, he start he starts like gaining his own character and becoming his own person. Like Hulk, he's angrier than ever. But he doesn't need to smash to show it this time. Yeah. You can tell from that in the movie because, like I said, they have him start talking a lot more than they had in the past. So I would say that I think Thor Ragnarok did an awesome job in developing their characters and an even better job adding to the characters they already had, you know? Not even that. They didn't just develop Thor's character. They also developed the bond between uh, Loki and Thor. They built upon it from the previous two movies. Yeah, like, Loki keeps tricking Thor every time, and Thor just keeps giving Loki the benefit of the doubt, you yeah. know? And to the point where even even Loki is, like, warming up. Hela, I feel like Hela is supposed to represent what if Loki did not, you know, have that bond that Thor had. I think they, uh, I think she was, like, more of a mixture between the two. She was, like part Thor, part Loki, but that's yeah. just my opinion. Like, she had like personalities, like, both have shown in the past, like, but combined into one. Yeah, that's what I think, too. So, um, I, so, like, what do you think of the characters? Which ones in specific? Uh, like, Valkyrie, Thor, Loki. They did the a good job uh, introducing Valkyrie. I hope she appears in more MCU movies in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh... I don't know if she's going to be appearing in Infinity War, though. Probably. She, probably, she might. I don't uh, know. Yeah, prob- it depends. Like, she probably would stay back with the Asgardians. Mm-hmm. Maybe start a whole Valky- Val- a new Valkyrie unit. Yeah. And all that. Um, th- another question. So, what do you think of the, like, how does it, like, the comic book version of Thor Ragnarok? compared to like the movie version like oh. in a comic book version hello is actually loki's daughter mm-hmm. but in the movie version they made it uh odin's third for, i mean firstborn yeah they tend to do that in movies and comics. yeah like they, in iron fist where the ward is the brother of howard yeah howard in the comic books but in the move in the show they made a uh, father, son. Son, yeah. So, uh, Muhammad, I would say that uh, if I had one critique for this movie, it would have to be that it got too comedic at some points, but 
I found it a little refreshing still, but that would have to be my one downside. What would your be? What would be your downside for it? Yeah. Also, yeah, I like the comedy approach, but like, there's times where like the movies should be serious. Like, I felt the comedy was well balanced with all the other feelings of the movie. Mm-hmm. Though the only critique I got for it is the fact that they've been advertising Doctor Strange in the movie, mm-hmm. and he only yeah. appeared for like a couple of minutes. Yeah, the movie. and it just left. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. Yeah, like, they didn't really expand upon his character. Like, what did he do after the Doctor Strange movie? Literally, how does he know about Loki? Also, something I found conflicting was that sometimes Hello was a little too, you know, comedic for a big villain type of person, uh, villain. So, you know, I felt like they could have handled that a little bit differently, you know? Oh, uh, another question. What's your favorite scene? My favorite scene would have to be uh, the Thor and Hulk when they battle on... Uh, Sakaar? Sakaar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene was, like, when Thor was, like, losing to Hela, and then he had the vision of his father, and he, Thor says to his father, how can I control my power? I don't have my hammer. And then his father said, what are you, the god of hammers? And then he comes back, cuts back to Thor, saying, no, I am the god of thunder. And then, like, like thunder and lightning just blows up the whole yeah. stage. It was so awesome. I think that's an ode to the comics, too, because in the comics, he loses his hammer, and uh, then he gains this, like, super, like, ability that he has, like, mm-hmm. where uh, he actually, his eyes light up blue. Oh, yeah. Like, with the thunder. I forgot what the ability is. Like. The comic is called Unworthy Thor. Yeah. Where, like, instead of his hammer breaking, somebody whispers a word to him, and then he starts becoming unworthy to the hammer. Now, Latrus is, like, ultimate power, too. Mm-hmm. Like, his ultimate form, you know. So, how do you think they portrayed the Grandmaster? Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... Again, comedic, but, you know, it's fine. It was fine. Like, yeah, they made it, I think he's more flamboyant in the movie than I he like was I like the casting in Jeff Goldblum, though. He fits yeah, the character yeah. really well. I he, swear, like, I'm telling you right now, I don't... That's just Jeff Goldblum being just Gold, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum <laughs> not the Grandmaster. Yeah. I, there was no problem with it, yeah, but, again, comedic, comedic at two, some points, you know, could have been different. Anything else you have to say about the movie, Muhammad? Like, I'm telling you right now, this movie is like a... A breath of fresh air just like Spider-Man MCU, Homecoming because yeah. you know MCU there was like some serious events going down like the Civil War and people dying I think and this was that. taking place during Civil War 2 wasn't it I, I think yeah yeah because I mean, after Avengers 2 Hulk got launched into space yeah but that actually that. took two years after because oh. Because Hulk has been in transformation. Yeah, so it was probably taking place during Civil War. Yeah. Okay, so um, what are you going to wrap it up with? Uh, I think that's it. Uh, Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. I'm Richard, and this is Muhammad. Yeah, uh, thanks. Thank you for listening to the We Are Belleville New Tech Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by members of the BNT Media and Leadership class. Those students include... Dylan Akron, Nate Campbell, Joshua Richardson, Colin Bishop, Mohammed Ibrahim, Richard Frederick, Robert Sloan, Gabrielle Brown, Aaron Goff, Marky Johnson, Avery Henningberg, 
Caitlin Brooks. Caitlin White. Tyler Bell. Frankie Kramer. Kelly Gladstone. Kyla Gray. Samaya Lewis. TJ Later. Hunter Little. Amara Wafer. Cheyenne Smith. Tanaya Jenkins. Jeffrey Seaton. Oh, Kippen. Alice Miller. Kenneth Frank. And Kirsten Mullen.